0: I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fake is If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love for the fake is If you wanna play tough and wanna hate this, I'll always show up and make a statement I don't ever slow up Good afternoon. Sunday today, beautiful day, not very sunny, but never mind. Today we're going to be talking about a timeless question, really. Should you become a software developer? Now this is coming up pretty much all the time and the reasons are pretty obvious. It pays well, uh, you get to work from home, you've got quite a bit of flexibility, you've got good benefits, all these things are major pluses that a lot of people want. However, being a software developer, I wouldn't describe it as something that's easy for a number of reasons. My take on this one is very simple. Should you become a developer? Maybe. The answer would be, yeah, maybe, I think that's a good answer because at the end of the day, it's not up on on someone else to make the decision for you, but it's up on you to decide for yourself. The main question should be, what does it take to actually become a software developer? And that's where I want to start, because you cannot start just by looking at the benefits and what you get. Nobody's going to hire you as a software developer if you don't meet certain criteria. So that's a good place to start, I would say. What does it take to become a software developer? A number of things, I would say. First of all, some sort of critical thinking. Have you been good in maths, let's say, or something like this that requires a lot of problem solving? If the answer is yes, then chances are this, yes, you can be a software developer, because going through maths and any any kind of, of STEM subject makes you think in a certain way, which is a very logical, um, very critical, and it it allows you to find a solution to a problem where you start with a set of knowns and you have to reach a certain end. And you have to develop this, this path between two points. So that's basically it. If you can do that, then yeah, you can definitely be a software developer. So let's say let's say that you make this decision one day. Do you know what I've never actually done this? I was not good in math in school. Uh, I'm doing something completely different, but I do want to see if if I can enjoy this. And this is one exercise I do quite a lot, and I have done it with junior developers and even developers who uh, switched roles from, from something else to development. I start by building a project. If you can build a project from the beginning to the end, and it works, and it doesn't have to be amazing, the code doesn't have to be extraordinary, it's not going to be, more than likely, not the first time you start writing something. But if you can build something that works and find a solution to any problem you have on the way to get there, then congratulations, you really are a software developer. I like to start with a a game. This is something that I've done for myself uh, 15 years ago. And this is something I've done since then with a number of other developers too. I built a game, I chose Yahtzee. Um, You can do a quick search and and find the rules. You basically play with five dice and you have to do uh, some sort of combinations, very similar to poker in a way, uh, like three of a kind, four of a kind, and you get points. And at the end, you get a total based on what you've done with a um, a defined set of uh, combinations you have to achieve you can look it up and you can find the uh, combinations quite easily, and, and the pointing system as well. If you can build this from scratch in a way that it actually works for one person first, for yourself first, and then even for a couple of players at the same time, then I think you can definitely be a software developer. So that would be my first uh, test if you make that decision if you're not certain that you want to be one if you're not certain you can actually do it go and do that build a game to begin with and it doesn't have to be anything fancy the focus is not on 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 ui and ui being what you see as a user it's the user interface it's how it works it could be a console application which doesn't have a fancy graphics it could be a web page so you have to learn a bit of html maybe you have to choose a language and that's the important uh, the important bit you have to choose a language that is easy enough to learn just about enough to be able to cook this. Now, I'm a .NET developer, so I'm going to be biased, obviously. I'm always going to say, "Yeah, start with something like C Sharp. But that's not always necessarily the only option. You could start with something like JavaScript, for example, or maybe Java takes your fancy or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. The point is pick a language, whatever language you want, preferably one that has a large active community and it's, it's um, Uh, quite easy to find uh, sources of information and and help when you need to. Uh, If you choose, if you happen to choose .NET, then you have a free IDE. You can, you can download uh, Visual Studio Community Edition, which is free to use. So you don't have to spend any money. And that's, that's the second bit I want to get into. A lot of people start paying quite a bit of money going to an expensive bootcamp, trying to see if they can do this. And that's, probably fine for some people, you get you get to learn in an organized environment, and some can be quite good, some not so much. But the point is all this you can do for yourself by yourself, and we don't have to spend anything. That's my point. Uh, There are tons of tutorials online on pretty much anything you can imagine on how to do certain things. So what I would say if you're interested in becoming a software developer, do this first, choose a language, whatever you want, do a bit of reading a bit of learning on it, start writing code, It doesn't have to be fancy, but the only requirement is it has to work, and it has to work well. That's basically your first task. And if you can do this all the way through, if you can get to to the end without much help from anyone else, then, yeah, uh, chances are you can be a software developer quite easily, actually. Now, let's look at other things. We know these four things that we talked about in the beginning. You're well paid you've got your you can work from home you've got good flexibility good benefits all those benefits of working as a software developer but you have to know there are downsides to this as well and the downsides is in most cases going to be quite a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure to deliver to deliver quickly and to deliver something that works very well very very quick a lot of companies don't have a lot of patience these days uh, you either build something or you're out it's as simple as that can you function as part of a team? good if yes, good if not, you're out. Chances are you will be out anyway, you've seen what happened this summer where a lot of a lot of IT companies um, have let go of their um, software developers in quite large numbers. But a lot of other companies are also hiring. So getting a job as a software developer, is not necessarily difficult once you have a lot of experience. And that's the catch. Once you build something, uh, you have to find your first job. That's the most difficult thing. How you do that? I've got another. I've got another video on this, on on how uh, on how it can be done with some practical advice. These are things that I've used myself in the past. Uh, especially if you don't have a fancy degree, you haven't gone to a to a world-renowned university, uh, you know, which spits out software developers who can get hired by anyone at any point in time chances are you're just a a regular person who's been doing something else and then one day you decide you know what enough is enough I want to try this I want to earn more I want to make something of myself so if you are in this category then you're not going to have the advantage of coming from an Ivy League university for example so what do you do at this point so watch my other video I will link to it in in the comment section probably in the description I mean and uh, hopefully that can give you some ideas as well But now, let's go back to the question. Should you become a software developer? I want you to think really well about your motivations for this. Why do you want to be a software developer? If the reason is financial only, chances are this isn't going to work well for you. Everybody wants to be paid a lot. Yes, but not most will. Most most people are not going to be paid very, very well. You have to understand that. So, your, your reasons cannot be just financial. You also have to enjoy what you're doing. And that's the point of this test that I always do with the Yahtzee game. If you manage to build that, and if you enjoy doing it, if you can see yourself doing this as a career for the next 5, 10, 15 or 20 years or more, then awesome, good for you. But if you don't enjoy it, if you do not like this, if you don't enjoy sitting at your computer all day and working, and sometimes working a lot of hours, then then maybe you shouldn't. So this is the decision that you have to make for yourself. Try the game first, try and build it, see what it takes, see how long it takes. It's probably going to take you at least a couple of weeks to get something working if you start to approach it in a serious manner. If you do that, then you will get to work quite a few hours and you will see what it takes. And of course, you have to realize that actually having a job as a software developer is a lot more complicated than this because this is just one aspect of the job. There are many more. But as a As a point of start, you have to think, do I enjoy this? Do I like this? Because if you don't, no amount of of money is going to help you. And it will even make it almost impossible for someone else to hire you if you don't enjoy what you're doing, because it's obvious pretty quickly. You can tell the difference very quickly between the people who enjoy it and the people who don't. That's a very big difference. And the second thing is one thing that you need to understand. This is a profession where you will have to keep learning all the time. This isn't something that you learn today for a couple of weeks or whatever, and then you use that knowledge for the next 20 years of your, of your career. Things don't work that way. The IT field is changing all the time. New frameworks, new versions of the languages appear all the time. And sometimes you might actually move to other languages. Um, You will have to learn about databases. You're going to have to learn about the cloud. You're going to have to get into all kinds of other things. Front-end, back-end, styling, who knows what else. And in addition to this, it's also your communication skills, which are very important. How you talk to other people with your teammates, how you talk to people who are above you, and how you speak to people who are not technical at all. Because sometimes you have to convince people that your solution will actually do the job. And if you can't do that well, then things are not going to work well for you. So these are some of the things that you have to consider. Think very, very well. And even once you've made the decision, you know what? Yes, I enjoy this. Then it's actually finding a a company which you enjoy working for. Many companies, well, every company is different in some sort of way. Some treat the developers very, very well. Some do not. Um, Some can be quite toxic and that's coming from above, but some may not be that way. Your colleagues could be amazing or not. So there are differences here. You have to be at some point, you will understand what you're looking for uh, when you look for a new role and you're going to start to be pickier, let's say. But that only comes with experience. Once you have a lot of experience as a software developer, you can pretty much choose where you want to work. OK, if you want to work in a specific company, then you can make that happen because they all have a process of hiring. And if you follow those rules and you train very, very, very well in those specific things, chances are you will get a job there. Even fan companies, you know, you know. Okay, I have to learn uh, algorithms and whatnot. But then you're going to go and spend two or three months preparing for this and eventually you will pass the exam if you want to. So my point is you can work pretty much whenever you want, um, but not in the beginning in the beginning specifically for your first job you will have to convince someone to take a chance with you and that's the hard part because someone now has to give you a chance and not hire someone else and the chance is that you're not going to work out that's the chance that they're taking and a chance like that is first of all rare and second of all expensive expensive for the company rare for you so you have to make the best of it that's why i always say if you manage to get uh, your first uh, offer then do the best you can in the first two years, or one year and a half or however long you spend there, do all you can to learn like crazy. Do not look at overtime. don't even think you're going to be a nine to five person. No, put in the best effort you can to learn as much as you possibly can. Because once you have those initial two years of experience, a lot of doors are going to open for you, but you have to get there first. Um, so, f- for me, I did not enjoy my first two years at all for a number of reasons that I'm not going to go into detail now, but I stuck there for two years because I knew this, I knew I had to get that experience. Because getting your first chance is rare. So you have to make the most of it basically. Even if you look around, you will hear a lot of people say that, oh, we don't have enough software developers, we need more people in IT in general, we need more and more and more. What I actually mean is not that they need anyone. No, what they need is people with the right experience for that company who are prepared to work for the level of compensation they offer. See the difference in there? They don't want just anyone. Some companies are completely crazy. They will not pay what they need to pay in order to find someone and chances are they will not find someone. And then they will go and complain how they can't find someone and there's not enough people, blah, 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 blah. The reality is that they're not paying enough and they're not treating their people people well. And when you do that, developers talk to each other, you know, especially in the social media days. We all know what certain companies do. We know when they lay off people. So take a company like Coinbase, for example. And I mentioned Coinbase because I was actually quite interested in working there at some point. But after noticing how they fired, how quickly they fired, so many of their developers, all of a sudden, they've rescinded offers as well. Now I'm thinking to myself, No, I'm not going to give you a chance. There's no way in hell I'm going to apply for a job with Coinbase now in the future because I know what you like. Once you've rescinded offers, that's not a good place to be. So I'm not going to put myself in a chance where I'm going to quit my current job and then risk losing uh, whatever offer I have from Coinbase, for example, or any company like that. It doesn't matter. There are quite a few and you will see the names in the media when that happens. So you have to pay attention to these things. So, yeah, there is, um, apparently there is a high demand for IT people. I find that's not quite entirely true. We have a lot of people right now, they're just not willing to go to certain places, they're not willing to change jobs, especially if they find a role that they actually quite enjoy, then they will not move. It's as simple as that and that's the bit um, other companies don't understand. It takes quite a lot to convince someone who enjoys the the role of where they are. It's actually quite difficult, if not impossible, to get them away from there. You might be able to if you pay them a premium, if you offer them something they can't refuse. If you, for example, focus on what those people want to achieve in the next five years of their career, then then yes, you can have a conversation. But most companies don't do that. They go to these people with a uh, market offer, which is pretty much the same as everybody else and because they think that's enough to hire someone, and those people will look and say, you know what, I'm being paid now, or more, I'm being paid that, that, or now, um, or more than what you're offering me now, so there's no way in chance, uh, there's no way in hell I'm going to take a chance with you. It's not going to happen. And that's the bit did don't understand. You know, when someone applies to you directly, they know what range you have to offer, what you can pay them, and that range is fine with them, so this is not a problem. But when you go to someone who already has a job and try to convince them to join you, at that point, the conversation is very different. So anyway, I'm I'm feeling that I'm (laughs) moving a bit away from the main subject of this episode. Uh, But I think it's still important to understand these nuances of uh, of things as they are right now in the real world, because not a lot of people are going to talk about them, you know, you will be told a certain um, view Um, and you're going to have to make up your mind and use your own logical thinking to find a solution. It's as simple as that. Okay, so now let's go back to to the subject of this podcast. Another thing that (coughs) I would like you to think about very well is that most of the time you're going to have to find solutions in scenarios which are very unclear. For example, it's not uncommon to not know anything about how you're going to solve a certain problem. You might have to sit down, find a solution, find a language or some sort of environment or a framework of some kind that will help you do this. And it's not always going to come on a platter uh, for you, especially as you get more and more senior. So that's something very important. Your ability to take a small or or a bigger problem, actually, and break it down into small bits. That's probably one of the most important things you can have right now. If you can do that, then that's the second indicator that you can actually be a software developer. And I want to tell you why. So if you go and spend some time on Stack Overflow, for example, you will see a lot of people ask all kinds of questions. Like for example, um, I use uh, MVC and I have a drop down and I want to get the selection from that drop down into another drop down and I I want the second drop down to do something else. Questions like that telling me that that person is incapable of breaking that down into small pieces. So what does that mean? Well, if you think about it, all you have to do is divide it into three or four smaller problems. For example, okay, how do I put a drop down on a page? And how do I make sure that I have the selection in some sort of a variable? That's number one. Number two would be, okay, how do I um, select a value in a drop down based on a variable that comes from the outside? And that's a second problem. And you can see I've already broke that down into two different things. And the MVC, the framework of the language has nothing to do with that, because you can do this anyway. Um, usually, drop downs are used in JavaScript and HTML. So, the fact that you use some sort of other back-end system doesn't really make any difference whatsoever. It's still going to be frontend, it's still going to be some JavaScript to work with of some, in some, some sort of way. So, that's basically the idea. So you can take a question like that and break it down into three or four smaller problems, and you can start um, solving those problems one at a time. That's the bit that a lot of people can't do. But if you can do this, then you are well on your way. I think that will almost guarantee that you can have a very good job as a developer, even in a short amount of time, if you can do this. You're not going to know all the answers to all the little problems, but you can research them. And it's a lot easier to research something if you don't make it specific to certain frameworks. If you don't do that, then it becomes a, a general issue of some kind, a general JavaScript thing, which is very easy to solve, actually, because there there's tons of information on how to work with drop-downs, for example, as, uh, because I've used drop-downs as an example. So there you go. Critical thinking, being able to um, cut down big problems into smaller chunks and solve them, uh, being able to do a bit of research by yourself, all that, all these things are coming together Uh, And if you enjoy doing this, if you actually have a blast finding solutions and solving things and seeing things happen, this can be a very rewarding career for you, because there's no better feeling than seeing something that works in production and knowing that you've done it. People use your uh, your work live, you know, there's guaranteed there's no better feeling than this. Um, But like I said, you have to get there first. So, there you go, this is my take on this question, should you become, it's not a question for someone else, it's a question for yourself. Think about all the things that we've discussed in here. Think critically how they apply to you, honestly, as well, because that's the most difficult part sometimes. And try it, try it with the Yahtzee project that I mentioned above. Um, And if you're willing to take this challenge, let me know. So, this will be on YouTube, this will be on podcast platforms. If you're thinking about trying this, if you're thinking about uh, testing yourself, let me know how it goes, because I'll be quite interested to find out and might even be able to give you a bit of help. Um, But other than that, enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you very much for watching. I don't ever slow up, no I don't take shit, I got no love